Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm awfully glad that you're tuning in tonight. And I say tonight, although it's probably not night where you are necessarily, but it's evening here for me as I'm doing this podcast this evening. And we had just gotten back from a wonderful week at Corgi Haven Lane. And as I've mentioned before, we've never taken an entire week at our beloved cabin. And I am so glad that we did take this time after my beloved mom's funeral to decompress and be with each other and just have time to be with one another. And it was really healing and really nice. But during that time, I also thought, well, wow, you know, we had such an amazing experience of being able to have a funeral for her and people attending and understanding that we're openly gay and that she meant the same to both of us in some respect. And I say that only because she saw me as her daughter-in-law, she saw me as Sue's beloved, and she understood the dynamics. And once she got through the initial shock of us coming out to her, she has never once wavered in her love for us and always treated us as a couple. And early on, we realized that that was a gift, and we also realized that it doesn't happen for everybody. And it bothered us that people don't have that necessarily. And we weren't sure that we would have it early on. So when I talk about unseen grief, I'm talking about people not recognizing that when you're beloved, if you're not out yet, if you're in a committed relationship, but they still think you're just friends, when that person dies or when you want to spend a holiday with them, it really gets very complicated when you have to keep making excuses for why you're spending so much time with this person or it gets complicated when you try to diminish your grief because they don't understand why you're that upset. It's not like you're married after all. Even though you may consider yourselves married or in a committed relationship. So I thought about that throughout this week that back in the day we were really afraid of what would happen if one of us died and we hadn't come out or even if we had come out what would they do under their grief for their child would they ban you know our my beloved from coming into the hospital room would they ban us from being involved in their health care in the decisions of their will in all of those things so we got a power of attorney pretty early on and a durable power of attorney and a health care power of attorney and we also started putting our names on each other's financial things so checking accounts savings account I always wanted to keep my checking accounts separate because I remember that my dad was the only breadwinner in our family and when 
he was going to get a Christmas present from my mother for, for Christmas, she took money out of the account to buy him a present, but basically it was like he bought his own present because he's the only one that was making money. So I thought that was so sad, and it didn't seem to ever bother him, and I don't know if he would have said anything about it if it did, but I was like, how sad is that, that your own money bought your present? So it wasn't like somebody giving you something and you not having an investment in it. So I always wanted the checking account separate so that I could spend what I wanted to spend on my beloved and it would truly be a gift from me because she didn't have money invested in it. And I know that doesn't matter to most people, but it did matter to me. So the thing about that though is that it is a very good idea if you keep your account separate to make sure that the other person's name is on that account. In the event of one of your deaths, then that account automatically is opened to the other one and there's not that kind of drama about being locked out of the money as your spouse is no longer there to take care of their account but you are now the owner of that account and can be transferred to you. And I, I just think it is sad that we had to go to such lengths to make sure that my beloved would be in charge of my health care status and my beloved would have access to all of my money and all of my things and everything that we share together. But not everybody does that and it becomes quite complicated. And you may think, oh, well, our families love us and they love each other and da, 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 da. and that may be fine and that may be right. But grief happens in different ways for people and some people get really really ugly when it comes down to money and when it comes down to things as if the things really are the people so I'm grateful that we took the time to protect ourselves because her mom did the same thing she made sure that what she wanted to have happen in the event of her death was very clear and that made it so much easier for us to be able to do what needed to happen for her. And because my beloved was the healthcare power of attorney and the durable power of attorney, it was difficult at times to get things to happen when we needed it to happen. But she was able to produce those documents. And boy, did that save us a couple of times for people not really understanding what needed to happen. And Sue was able to just make those decisions. So I encourage all of you out in the LGBTQIA plus community to think very carefully about the end of your life. Even now, if you're young and you think you're going to live forever, or if you're getting older, but you don't think you need that yet, we never know when things are going to happen to us. And so no doom and gloom about this, but just caution and, and wisdom from going through it and knowing what it would be like if early on we hadn't done that. And of course, we haven't needed it, but when my beloved has been in the hospital, because I am her partner and I am her wife and I am listed you know, as the person in charge, then I am able to be in the room. And there is no discussion about that. Um, you know, we, we even keep our marriage certificate now that we're legally married. We keep that in the car. I have a copy on my phone in case, you know, we're in a different car. <laughs> so there, there will never be anyone blocking me from a hospital room or keeping me away from my beloved. And I'm glad that we did that. The problem comes in when you're not out to your family and that relationship then is seen as just 
a friendship. Not that friendships can't be extremely close and parents do understand that, but they don't understand the depth of the love and the connection that you have with your beloved if it was just your very best friend. And so that also kind of taints what they think you will be doing in their presence and what needs to happen. And it's just different. I I can remember, and I've done the podcast on this before about Christmas and always having to make up excuses for why I wanted to be at my beloved's place. Even before we were, I was out to her or out to myself, but that, that desperation, that need to be with them and to celebrate with them and just be in their presence. You guys know what I'm talking about. It just becomes just so necessary to be there. And my family could not figure it out. So I do regret, if I regret anything in my life, and there are some things I regret, and one of them is that I could not have figured this out sooner so that I could have been clear. I want to be with her because she's my girlfriend. I want to be with her because I'm in love with her. Now that would have probably blown up in my face if I had said that, but it would have been less hurtful to them to think that I was just walking away from the family without due cause. Nobody questioned my sister for why she was with her husband on holidays and couldn't get in to see us. But yet, you know, I had all this pent up sadness and frustration and desperation to go see Sue, you know, during the holidays. And that was unseen grief, not grief as in death grief, but unseen relationship grief where I can't be with you and I'm separated from you and I don't want to be separated from you during these important holidays or these important moments in your life. And then when a spouse dies, if you are not out to your family, but your beloved dies, that takes on a whole different situation when it comes to marriages and families and and why are you going you know to stay with them and why are you doing that and and even sometimes the person who died their family doesn't want us around they don't see us as someone that's in the family and someone who's important to their child they see us as an outsider sometimes even when They may like you as a person, but if they don't know the relationship of who you are to their child, they are not as likely to bring you in and involve you in all of the funeral arrangements and all of the things that have to happen. And unfortunately, some of us would be asked not to come or not invited. And then you have that unseen grief where Nobody knows how deep those feelings go for you and nobody is giving you the comfort you deserve because this is important and this person was important to you. So unseen grief is so complicated and we try to just push it down and push it away and act as if we're fine when we're really not. So I really want to encourage you guys that you will not only take care of your business by doing the correct paperwork and the paperwork that that you both agree on that needs to be happening so that you will be in the room, that you will be involved, that you can involve them if you choose to, but it's not like they will then maybe involve you, but the funeral arrangements, if you guys set it up that way, you will be in charge of your beloved's funeral arrangements and you can invite whoever you want to be part of that. And so when we 
were in the memorial for my beloved's mom, it was expected that I would walk in right behind her because I'm her spouse. And it was expected that I'm in the room and I'm in the decision making. And she wanted me there. She wanted me there to look through the options for the memorial. And she wanted me there to be able to help her remember what people were telling her. And she wanted me there to be able to support her when it got overwhelming and when it was hard. And sometimes I had to step in and answer a question or remind her of something. And that was my role. Yes, I was also grieving, but I was not grieving on the same level that she was grieving because I didn't live with her mother all of my life. I didn't grow up with her mother, but I knew her mother for over 40 years. So I am part of that family and I am validated for that, but I wasn't in the beginning by my family. And I don't know what would have happened if we hadn't already had that paperwork in place and something had happened to one of us. So I don't know if my family would have stepped up and allowed Sue to make decisions or to be in the hospital room before they were in the hospital room or whatever. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters that you have the paperwork to prove that you are an important person in this beloved's life and that you deserve to be in the room and you absolutely deserve to have input. So that's one of the things I just wanted to talk about today because I knew that with everything we went through, it's just so nice when people understand who I am, who Sue is, who we are to each other. And some people were a little taken aback while we were doing some of the memorial arrangements and when we were doing certain things and they were just like, oh, and then they just got, went ahead and <laughs> handled it. But they were surprised, I think, in the beginning. But everybody was very professional and they handled it very well. But things like putting her into rehab, filling out all that paperwork, and Sue being able to say, she is my spouse and she is able to answer questions or take a phone call in my absence. And that was very helpful because there were times that she was working and we couldn't reach her and I had to do something in her absence. And it was nice that that was already set up and people knew my role in the family and that everything was fine. So I hope that you guys will give this some pause and I hope that you'll think about what you need at this point to protect yourself and to protect your relationship. The other thing that I want to just say is that if you're struggling right now, if you're in a relationship because you're afraid to come out and you need to unpack some of those feelings and perhaps you need a little guidance to help you get through what you're going through right now with your coming out or questions about how you can move forward and make decisions together as a couple, please reach out and know that you are absolutely deserving of answers and you're deserving of authenticity and your life will be so much better when you feel like you're in control of that and that you're able to be not only present and in the room in case your beloved dies but that you're present and in the room now that you have your relationship validated I don't believe that everybody has to come out and I would never pull someone out of the closet I just know that I wish I had known and that I had been able to come out sooner so that we wouldn't have gone through everything that we had to go through in those seven years that I didn't know. So if you're struggling, 
if you have questions, if you feel like this is something that's insurmountable, but it's also something that you don't know how to fix, let's have a conversation. The one thing that you will find when you are able to be more authentic is that you are feeling healthier and happier and you have absolutely more energy. Secrets take a toll on our body. Inauthenticity takes a toll on our body. And grief takes a toll on our body. So if you are grieving today because you are in a situation where you're not in the room or you're not recognized as someone in your beloved's life and you need to unpack your grief, give me a call. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening and subscribing and sharing. If you're new, please subscribe and make sure that you're getting all of these podcasts. We've got some guests coming up later in the month, and I don't want you to miss any of that. Also, the Ask Me Any Zoom meetup I'm doing to give you a sneak peek of the memoir or the untold stories is going to be June 8th at 7 o'clock. So please watch out on the Gay With God podcast page and also the Facebook group Gay With God for more information about that. And if you are in the Gay With God Facebook group, the My Faith Journey Zoom meetup that we do once a month is coming up June 12th. So make sure that you get those two things scheduled and make sure that you're following along because I can't wait for this memoir to come out. We are so, so close and October is the launch date, but the more that you join the Ask Me Anything Zoom meetups, you not only get to know more about the memoir or the stories that didn't make it into the memoir, but you get to know me on a deeper level. And it's nice that you get to have a a more familiar relationship with an author than just reading the book. So you get to see me live on Zoom and talk to me about the book or just to ask me anything. And I can't wait to have this in your hands. So stay tuned. And also stay tuned to hear how you can be a part of the Gay With God community. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4 a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.